Hey, Chris from the Mighty Decibel here. This episode, we're going to be doing another top 10 list, uh, specifically looking at 70s hard rock live albums. So as you all know, uh, the 70s were, are renowned for their live albums, so lots to talk about here, so let's get right into it. Okay, we're going to cheat right off the bat. <laughs> a couple of things. One, uh, we're going to have a tie at number 10, so it's really top 11. And our first number 10, uh, we're actually going to take two of their live albums from the 70s uh, and put them together. Uh, we're talking about Kiss Alive 1 and Alive 2. Uh, so me personally, I wasn't a huge Kiss fan, never really bought into it. Uh, not as heavy as, as uh, most metalheads, it seems, uh, of that generation. Uh, but you got to admit, when you extract all the good stuff from these two albums, put them together, you got one wailing live album. Also falling in at number 10 is REO Speedwagon with 1977's You Get What You Play For. So before the REO sold out in 1980 with High Fidelity, uh, they were a hard touring band that had put out eight hard rock albums in the 70s. Uh, and they were perennially opening up for um, major bands and arena tours across the U.S. Um, so 
Unfortunately, this live album comes out uh, a little uh, too early. Their two best albums were to follow before High Fidelity. Um, so uh, here you got you get some forgettable stuff in there, there's no doubt. Uh, but if you take the double album, make it a single album, extracting all the good stuff, you've got a really good live album here. And uh, the highlight, obviously, here is the guitarist Gary Richrath, an amazing, amazing performer. I saw him live early in the 1980s, and trust me, he, he was phenomenal. We're doing a song now from the new album, and it's about feeling better. It's called Keep Pushing On. to have a love-hate relationship with Cheap Trick when I was in my teens and 20s. 
Uh, but over time, I've come to appreciate the, the band's songcraft, uh, their uh, quirky humor, and the vocals of Robin Zander, uh, who I consider to be one of the most underrated vocalists out there. Uh, amazing crooning from this guy, yelping, he can do anything. Uh, anyway, um, so much so that 1979's Live at Budokan, uh, I'm going to name as my number nine favorite hard rock live album of the 70s. status quo land at number eight on our list with their 1977 live album uh, so this was captured on their blue for you tour my favorite album from the band uh, so this is relentless foot stomping headbanging stuff with wild crowd mania captured here uh, however I always found um, that I pulled away from this album a little bit because of the muddied sound I actually prefer uh, the studio stuff uh, the sound more than uh, than this live album but regardless this is a legendary fiery release from the band
at number seven, we have Frank Marino and Mahogany Rush with their live album from 1978. Uh, so this is a single disc release uh, displaying why the band was used as parental op openers on uh, stadium and arena tours uh, throughout the 70s in, in North America. And of course, uh, having the greatest uh, guitarist of all time, <laughs> you're going to have lots and lots of guitar solos here. And one uh, that you have to check out is the show-stopping Reflections of War uh, solo for some jaw-dropping uh, effects-laden axe showmanship here. Amazing. <laughs>
Thin Lizzy's Live and Dangerous from 1978 grabs the number six spot on our list. Uh, many people considering this a classic, which I also do. Um, so the main story here is the upratcheting of power uh, compared to the uh, somewhat timid <laughs> studio material. Uh, the dual guitar work of uh, Scott Gorham and Brian Robertson, a highlight here, as well as uh, Alignet's vocals uh, never sounding better. Uh, not a bad so uh, song selection here, but I could have done without Dancing in the Moonlight, Still in Love with You, and to a lesser extent, uh, Baby Drives Me Crazy. This is what we're going to try and get to moving on this one. It's a number recorded by Bob Seger, number called Rosie. <laughs> five we have acdc in full flight with 1978's if you want blood you've got it 
Uh, so first things first, uh, it's great to have a live album with Bon Scott singing. Uh, but one major setback here, it's only a single album. Uh, this easily could have been a double album. Imagine if they'd taken some more stuff off, Let There Be Rock and Powerage, uh, then this would be competing up there with the biggies at number one or number two. Uh, regardless, this is a joyous celebration of inebriated rock and roll. All the World's a Stage from 1976. Uh, so this was recorded in my native Toronto. Uh, so this covers material from their debut, Rush, all the way through to 2112. So this is uh, captures the band at their heaviest here, just before keyboards started creeping in the next, uh, uh, next album out. Uh, so uh, what stands out here, crystal clear production, uh, and you can hear the instruments perfectly here, and of course you get the masters at their craft at work, so uh, always good to have clarity. Um, I still remember <laughs> this day, I, uh, I don't know if I'm the only one who has it, but I've got an original vinyl copy of this that has two side twos, so for, I rarely got to hear side three until the CDH. <laughs> 
at number three, Double Live Gonzo by the Nuge. So this, this was issued in 1978. Uh, oh, this could have been even higher up on my list, uh, but one glaring mistake was made here. Again, song selection. Uh, for Lord's sake, there's a 16-minute version of Hibernation that did not need to be there, uh, and there is not one free-for-all track. This could have been right up there uh, challenging number one if it had a better song selection. But regardless, uh, you know, Double Live Gonzo perfectly captures a new concert experience. Uh, you know, you got a loads of drug and, and booze out, <laughs> uh, kids yelling and uh, Nuge yelling back and energy plying back and forth and going up, up, up until the end when he jumps off the speakers. Uh, anyway, uh, so this it was almost like a rite of passage for uh, people of, of, of my age at the time. Uh, so anyway, if you are going to pick this one up, though, uh, just a note, uh, make sure you pick up the Rock Candy version of the CD. Uh, it's a remastered version, so it sounds like the original vinyl, uh, whereas the original CD version that came out uh, really muddied down the, uh, the, the bass and drums, so much better to pick up the Rock Candy. Yes, I do think we're gonna make ourselves a nice record tonight, baby.
coming in at number two is Aerosmith with Live Bootleg that was issued in 1978. Uh, so, uh, you know, lots of people seem to complain about this album saying that it's rough and ramshackle. But that's exactly what uh, Aerosmith were like live. Uh, I think people who say this uh, didn't see them in the 70s when they were in their prime, but that's what made them so good. Uh, you could actually visualize uh, Tyler spinning his scarf, almost falling off the stage, uh, and then uh, the band crowding together for the extended instrumental of Lord of the Thighs. Uh, this was Aerosmith at their best. Um, the only complaints I would have for this album again is is some song selection errors uh they left out rats in the cellar combination and licking the promise and instead they put in an extended ain't got you and mother popcorn uh, major errors here this, this close to perfection <laughs> perfection though at number one it's ufo with strangers in the night from 1979 so no other hard rock release contained the crucial live album uh elements in such obvious display here uh it's a double album 
uh, improved uh, sound compared to the studio uh, versions. Great uh, band performance and perfect song selection. Uh, so here the songs just jump uh, to life, excitement and energy palpable from the band and from uh, the crowd. You can feel the, uh, the energy passing back and forth between them. And then, of course, you have uh, Schenker's lead guitar work here, uh, Sublime. <laughs> and then you have the underrated uh, vocals of uh, Phil Mogg. Uh, I'm not sure why he isn't mentioned in Best Singers of uh, lists more often. Uh, so that said, it's the song selection here um, that truly rules the day here. Uh, it is uh, one of two live albums that I play through without skipping a track. Uh, just perfection here bye 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 and if if you do uh the new uh there's a new ufo box set out that has uh, a remastered version of this album as along with uh six cons other concerts uh on the same tour uh if you're a serious ufo fan you gotta pick this one up
there you have it. UFO, the Strangers in the Night, our number one uh, 70s live hard rock album. Uh, thanks for uh, watching and listening. And remember to check in on Monday for our next New Release Monday podcast where we're going to be looking at hard and heavy releases from January and February of 2021. And between then, uh, check out our website, www.themightydecibel.com. Have a great one.